0: Welcome to Amiga Rise Up. I'm Sophia Estrella, the host of this podcast and a Puerto Rican from Chicago who loves Jesus and loves coffee. I'm a wife, mother, entrepreneur, business and career coach. And just like you, I've been in a place where I've questioned God on what my calling is or I felt stagnant knowing that there had to be more to my life. I've been in a place where I lost sight of who God has called me to be and stuck in doubt or fear to take a risk and take the next steps. Forgetting to walk in just the boldness and authority that He's given me, but not anymore. I know what needs to be done to rise up. My heart is to help women like you transition into the career or business that aligns with your calling so that you can walk in the authority and influence God intends for you. When you listen to this podcast, you'll learn that you and what you do are part of a much bigger plan. You'll learn that what God has called you to do in this season matters and that you have the ability to leave legacies where you are and change entire environments for his glory. There is more for you, amiga. And if you're ready to find out what the more is and rise up the way God intended, then stay tuned. Let's do this. welcome back to Amiga Rise Up. I'm Sophie, your host, and I'm so happy to be back with you this week. Last week, I had to take a short break so that my husband and I could celebrate our 28th wedding anniversary in Jamaica, which I will tell you was super amazing. It was romantic. It was such a fun trip. So, um, but I'm ready to be back and I am back and ready to just jump right back in, Amiga. So today's episode is going to piggyback off the interview I had with my friend Shanta. And we're going to talk about making the transition to what you feel God is calling you to and then what to expect in that. If you didn't get to listen to her story, check it out because she talks about her transition from the corporate world to start her own business as a single mom, which is not easy of course, but with God, all things are possible, right? She also drops just some great nuggets of wisdom. So are you ready? Let's dive in. When you think of transition, what feelings come to mind? Like, have you been thinking of maybe leaving your job? Have you been thinking of um, maybe going back to work after being a stay-at-home mom for a while? Or how about you know, you're at this place where you just graduated from college and or you're about to graduate from college and go into the workforce. I think that if you're in any of these positions, even if you are excited about the transition, the feeling involved usually includes some type of fear, right? Transition is such a scary word. I believe that people see it as scary because you're in the you're most often going from what's comfortable, what you already know and what you already expect to the uncomfortable, right? Another way to put it is transition forces you to let go of the familiar and face the future feeling vulnerable. And I don't know about you, but feeling vulnerable to me is not fun, but I know it's a necessity for growth. We have to feel vulnerable. We have to work through that vulnerability. If you don't know, I'm a social worker by trade, so I had to do some research just to kind of see what stages people often go through when they go through transition and so I thought it was important to bring this out so that you know what's kind of normal and and you know what are normal feelings, what are normal emotions when I'm going through transition. And although I don't want to bore you with a psychological any psychological babble, it is important that you understand that your feelings are normal and believe it or not that you're in the middle of a process which does involve some stages. William Bridges created the transition model in 1979 and continued to develop it over the years. But basically what this model does is it highlights the difference between change and transition. And he says that change is something that happens to people, even if they don't agree with it. But transition is internal. It's what happens in in people's minds as they go through change. And change can happen quickly. But transition usually occurs at a slower pace. And he, he highlights these three stages that I want to go through with you. The first stage is ending, losing, and letting go. And let's face it, most of us stay away from transitioning into something new, even if we know God is telling us to move because endings are not necessarily fun. Saying goodbye is hard. You are letting go of the way things used to be. I read this example that I thought you could understand, even if you're not a, a sports fan. In baseball, the goal is to get to home base in order to score. But there are three other bases before home that you have to cross. Sometimes you can hit a home run and you're at home base with little opposition. You just run those bases with no problem. Other times you get stuck at first or second or third and you have to wait there. You stay there because you maybe you get nervous about possibly not making it to the other side. Or what awaits you is adversity, like someone trying to tag you with the ball, and you'd rather not go through that or get tagged so you stay where you know it's safe on that base. Or you wait on other people to make their move to help you get around, but when they fail at it, you end up just giving up too. In making a transition to walk in the place God wants you to, you have to get around the bases. You have to get through the feelings and emotions to get to home base, or in other words, you're calling for this season. Endings is the first requirement in which people have to let go of the way that things used to be and the way that they themselves used to be. You have to leave where you are, and many people have spent their whole lives in that same place, or at least a lot of years in it, right? When you're thinking about transition, you are being asked to let go of what feels to you like your whole world of experience, what feels like your sense of identity or your reality itself, the friends you had. The life you had, the supervisors you had, the rhythms you created, you have to let go of all of those. In this place, other emotions that you might feel too are like denial, anger, you might be sad, you might feel a little disoriented, you might feel frustrated and just uncertain about what's happening next or a sense of loss. It's okay that you're going through these feelings, but at some point you have to accept that the ending is happening before you can accept the new beginning. Transition will always involve the ending and a new beginning. The second stage that you may go to is a neutral zone, which is that like in between state where you're uncertain and you're confused. (laughs) Have you gone through that? And honestly, that's such an uncomfortable place to be, right? You may feel resentment towards whatever change is coming. You may feel low energy. Your productivity may go down. Your morale may go down. You might feel like anxiety about. What new thing you know you're supposed to be doing, but you haven't stepped in it yet? You might even feel anxiety about um, the new identity, or even feel you know, like have some skepticism. Like, do I really want to do this? Or, or if I do this, what you know? I don't know if I trust this next step. But know that this time in the neutral zone is not a wasted time, because that is where the creativity, innovation, renewal, and energy of transition are found, and the real transformation takes place in your life. It's like if you think of Moses in the wilderness. It was there in that kind of neutral wilderness place, wasn't in the promised land, that Moses was given the Ten Commandments. It was there in that wilderness and not in the promised land that his people were transformed from slaves to a strong and free people. So embrace that space if that's what you're at, where you're at at this time. And then the last stage is a new beginning where there is acceptance of that change. You embrace the new and you begin to build the skills you need to make this next phase in your journey so successful and not everyone will go through each of these stages nor can you dictate how long you'll be in each stage but if you are comfortable with the change you may jump to the last stage right away and accept it but if there's uncomfortability in the transition then you may stay within the first two t- first those first the stu- first two stages and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with you if you have to take a little more time What I love about God is that he knows that we'll go through these emotions in these stages, and he knows that he will require of us at one point or another to transition into something else, whether it's a forced transition, like a death of a spouse, or a planned transition, like going to a different job or embracing and walking in your calling for this particular season. Again, as I always do, you'll always see this in pretty much on my podcast, that there's always a natural and spiritual application in all we go through, and that's including transition. I know this because God, in his word throughout, throughout, addresses transition so much that he felt it was so important to include over 30 scriptures in the Bible that addresses that topic. And it either um, addresses it directly or... It addresses the feelings involved when you transition, and obviously, the most popular one is Ecclesiastics 3 um, 1 to 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plan and a time to root, and so on. The Bible goes on to mention in other scriptures, such as Joshua 1 9 Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. So when you think of that, why would the Lord need to remind us of this if we are meant to stay in the same place forever? And I'm going to pause there for effect. (laughs) If God meant for you to stay where you are forever, why would God need to tell us to be strong and courageous and not to be discouraged? In Deuteronomy eight, um, he says, the Lord says, the Lord himself goes before you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is my life scripture. I use this scripture for everything in my life. Is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your way, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Transition helps to build your faith and trust muscles, and God in the meantime will direct you and strengthen you. God knows transition isn't easy, even we when we are ready to jump into it, when we're ready to make a move. You know, before COVID hit, I had already been feeling a nudge to sell my daycare. I had owned a daycare, and I wasn't sure why at that point. So I continued to just kind of pray on it, just to make sure. Because that is one of the things you need to do when you're feeling like maybe there's a nudge to transition. You really have to pray and ask God, Lord, you know, really reveal to me that it is time for this transition and what it looks like. So we had created a daycare when we did create it. We had we we created it to help us sustain our summer day camp for kids. God had called me to start a camp. And in June 2012, we had our first summer session. And I will tell you that it was one of the most fulfilling days in my life. I left my job that I had been at for eight years to do this. And the transition for me here was not too bad because I had planned for so many years that I was going to do this and always knew I wouldn't be staying at a regular job forever. So truthfully, in this time period, when I made this initial transition, excitement superseded any other emotion that I had. But when COVID hit, camp ended. They were closing all camps, if you remember. Even daycares closed for a bit. And I still had the daycare. But truthfully, what the daycare was created for, which was to help sustain the camp, no longer existed. The camp didn't exist anymore. So I felt like it was really time to let go of the daycare. It took time to train who I believe would take over. And so in July of 2022, the daycare was sold. And I'll tell you that I was excited about it. I was excited about it the whole time. But this time, the day I signed the papers to sign it over to the new owner, grief set in and it totally took me off guard. I did not expect to feel any sense of sadness or anything when I signed that paper. But for some reason, the finality of it just hit me. I felt the reality of what letting go really meant. I had created the camp and the daycare from nothing to prosperous businesses. And now to let that go, when I really thought about it, I thought, wow, God, it meant I will be leaving the staff and the beautiful families and kids. And I love them all. I remember crying and actually having to take some days to be alone to process my emotions. There was no doubt in my mind that I was to sell the daycare and God had something new for me. But even though I knew that, my emotions had to catch up. So, you know what I did? I allowed them to. We have to allow our feelings to catch up to where we are. Sometimes we have been taught or learned to just push through, and pushing through is not always the best thing when you're having to step into something new. You need to kind of sit and allow yourself. Um, some time to just process those emotions so that when you go into the new, you're not taking all that with you. It took about a couple of months for me. And I had to like recalibrate myself. I had to gain clarity from God. on walking out my calling and I had to create new routines and rhythms. You know, there was new ways of even my calendar. I'm a planner. So trying to figure out, okay, now what do I do? Because my days were already pretty much determined for me based on the daycare. But when I did that, when I created all these new things, it was like beauty and excitement all over again. It's it's during this time when the podcast was this pod- podcast was birthed and my coaching business became clear, and I was able to continue to be part of a sisterhood ministry in my church. I was able to be part of a multi-author book, and I started writing my own course on walking in your calling and career. And I'm saying all this so that you understand that first, we all acknowledge transition is hard. I acknowledge that transition is hard. I acknowledge that it takes time. God knows that. We acknowledge that you have to allow yourself to feel all the emotions as you transition into something new. But I also know and can say with confidence that there is nothing like walking in the fullness of what God has called you to in your career. If you're thinking of transitioning or in the middle of it, these stages will give you an idea of where you are. Walk through those stages with confidence and try not to get stuck in just one, but do allow yourself to feel for the time that you need to. And even if that means seeking out outside help to help you walk through that. You heard Shanta's story and over time I will continue to bring women on here who figured out what God was calling them to and who made the transition and have exploded in what God has called them to. God wants that for you, amiga. Thank you for joining me today. And amiga, don't you know make the decision to rise up above fear if God is telling you it's time to transition out of the old and into the new. He will give you the strategy to do it. I will be giving a free class on how to transition into your God-given calling and career in the next um, month or so. So if you'd like to be added to that waiting list for the class, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Ignite Your Calling or on Facebook at Kingdom Minded Women Aligning Purpose, Calling, and Career. I look forward to being with you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless.